0: Are you looking for your next wine challenge? Do you want to taste more than 300 wines in four days? How about joining a community of passionate, qualified Italian wine specialists and gaining one of the most coveted qualifications in the wine world? Apply now to the Vinitaly International Academy and you'll have all this at your fingertips. Pedro Ballesteros, Master of Wine, says VIA is the only Italian wine program that delivers high-quality training and serious exams. More details on our website www.vinitalinternational.com
1: Italian wine podcast Cin-cin with Italian wine people
2: hello this is the Italian wine podcast with me Monty Walden my guest today is Hannah Luxemburg Tono. Her company's called Tactic, is that right? She says producer, is that right or no?
1: Yes, I am the producer and the project manager for
2: Tactic. Okay, so I will start that again? That's my incompetence. <laughs> Hello, this is an extremely doltish English person speaking to a very clever lady and getting her company business wrong, so I'm going to do that again. Hello, this is the Italian Mind Podcast. My name is Monte Water. My guest today is Hannah luxenberg Tono, and her company's called? Tactic. And what is Tactic?
1: So Tactic is a visual effects immersive integration I messed up myself.
2: No, no. Did
1: you? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Interactive uh, studio.
2: So what does that mean? And why do you do do it? What's the business model?
1: So we build immersive applications for brands. So these are immersive stories that are told on products in augmented reality.
2: Okay. So what is, just give me a typical example of a brand. I guess let's stick to a wine brand rather than, I don't know, a car brand. Mm -hmm. And when you say immersive, what do you mean?
1: So it means that the physical world is blended with the virtual world through your mobile phone. And so a good example of this is 19 Crimes and one of the most popular examples. Um, And so when you're looking at the wine bottle with your phone, it comes to life. The figure and the characters on the bottle actually speak to you about their history.
2: So how's that done? How does your phone read? What's it reading from the bottle to know that it's going to start showing you this movie, if you like?
1: So we're using computer vision technology and so we use software that recognizes a label based off of the different designs and then we match that up and we build the experience in studio to be based off of that computer recognition on your mobile device.
2: So it's you actually filming or not to get <laughs> that to get that content?
1: Uh, we are not... Filming, we actually we can use a green screen room now to record different experiences and people in 3D, which is very new, and put them on bottles. But we mostly work off of design files and then build within our studio and software.
2: Okay, so what is a design file?
1: Design file is basically just an AI file, an illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a we're, form. We're going like,
2: to be expert on acronyms at the end of this uh, <laughs> podcast.
1: That, that's what Silicon Valley is all about, <laughs> right? But it's just an illustrator file. The same design that people print onto their products, we take that, and it, we put that into the software. And then we see what the computer vision picks up. And this is based on, on contrast,
2: when you say based on a contrast, is a technical term for light and shade, right? Oh uh, That's shade, correct. That right?
1: yeah. that, that's how a computer distinguishes uh, the files.
2: Okay, so I'm I'm going to come to you. I, I make a wine. I, I did make wine. Let's call it Chateau Monty. Uh, my Chateau Monty brand has got its label with my you know Chateau Monty in letters on it. No photos, no images at all. A bit of design, different colours and stuff, but that's it. It's just basically words. I stick my wine in the supermarket shop or whatever, and um, I've been working with you. So, that when someone walks past and opens their mobile phone and takes a photo of it, something happens. But the process of um, what do you have to do? You physically have to see me? You have to physically film me? You have to physically photograph me? Or you can just do it all on a computer keyboard? Do we actually have to meet?
1: Uh, we do not have to actually meet.
2: So, it really is kind of AI, isn't it? It's like uh, yes. sci fi.
1: It, it is sci fi. Were you a this... Star
2: Wars geek when you were a kid?
1: <laughs> I, I do love Star Wars, um, and I love ILM very much. And Disney. ILM? Uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Oh, okay in Silicon Valley, uh, the creators of, of Star Wars and everything, Lucasfilms. And so this, this is sci-fi technology. And this is what Silicon Valley is calling it. And this is what investors are calling it as well. And so, yeah, I don't need to film you. We, we can. We can do motion capture. Um, and this was used earlier on in 19 Crimes. But we, we no longer have to do this. I mean, we have bottles where there are women who are no longer with us. And we can't go film them. All we have is an old photograph, okay. right, of them. And we study them. We study the videos of them, their movements, how they spoke as people, because those atten- the details are very important to us. But
2: how do you do that if, if, it just say, I launch a wine called My Granny's Red, right? And I mm-hmm. only got one photo of my granny in, taken in 1937 or something in black and white, a small photo. In those days, they would have been quite small. How on earth are you going to create a video from that that some guy or girl in a supermarket is going to get a video experience just by literally walking past my bottle?
1: Yes. So we do need a picture that is large enough for us to put on the bottle, for the camera to recognize. Uh, that's more of the, the technical aspects. However, um, you know, if it's grainy and old, we've touched up things before. You know, we have Midnight Moon, which is a moonshine. And we have Junior Johnson, who is a legend, right? And he has a very old photograph. Who's Junior
2: the, jo- Is he a boxing player?
1: He's a race car driver. Oh, okay. And uh, he actually started his moonshine business by bootlegging. And by racing to get away from the police. It's an amazing story. Hopefully not
2: doing both at the same time. <laughs> Drinking his hooch and driving fast.
1: Oh, I don't know about the, the time and the place that it was. So but all
2: you, what you're saying is all you need just with one image. Just absolutely. like Mickey Mouse. You could just take one yes. image of Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. and you could add legs and arms and movements. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, yes. But how long
2: does that take, and who's doing that?
1: Uh, it depends on the complexity of the photo and image that we have. And you have to ask yourself, is it going to be 2D and flat, or is this going to be 2D. a 3D character? Yes. Oh, 2D.
2: Yes. I thought 2D. it a 2D as in, like, is it going to be 2D?
1: <laughs> two, 2D? 2D or 3D? Two-dimensional okay. or three-dimensional character. Okay. These are two very different things.
2: Go on, explain. I,
1: I won't get too deep into go the tech. Go on, <laughs> go on. But, so, if you have a 3D character, this character moves in space. You can see the sides of their face. You can see them move their, their head up and down. They look like a, a real figure. And this is shown in Embrason. We have these characters who, who are moving and look very real. We model those in 3D. And then you have something like Rabble, which Rab- looks, Rabble. Rabble Wines, yes. Okay. And those are the scenes that we have, such as Pompeii, um, and those are beautiful, those are actually illustrations. And some of those are, are 2D, right? Because they're flatter.
2: So when you say rabble, do you mean a crowd of people, or?
1: Uh, rabble as in chaos. Okay. So those scenes are based off of the wrath of nature, and they're very uh, chaotic, beautiful scenes where nature destroys the scene that you're looking at.
2: And then what happens? that's obviously a bit of drama, right?
1: It's very dramatic. And so we have different transitions. So the one that we saw today during the presentation was a giant comet that came over and and turned into a a phoenix and destroyed the town. And then we transition out of that with a giant blast of fire. And that's the end of the scene. They're very short scenes, but they're very compelling.
2: Okay, so I'm in the supermarket again. Sorry to keep going back to this, but Mm -hmm. and it's the movie that I see on my phone is what ten seconds, twenty seconds?
1: Uh, usually they range to um, about ten to thirty seconds.
2: Right. So how much, how many days of work, or man hours, or woman hours, or people hours, or sci-fi hours does that does that take? I know you're going to say it depends on the client and it depends mm-hmm. on the this and the that, but just give us some throw out some examples of time time constraints and budgets as well.
1: It starts at six weeks. That that's really? the shortest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're,
2: really this, is, this technology at the moment is, is something that the bigger brand players could probably invest in, whereas a small producer is not, is not going to get anywhere near, right?
1: We work with people. We really want people to be able to use this technology, not, not just the big brands, right? Because we do have great brands like Coca-Cola and Jack Daniels. It's wonderful. And, and they have 10, never heard, never heard of them. <laughs> they have 10 minutes worth of content. That's a lot. And it's all interactive. But Rabble Wines, they're a smaller winery in California.
2: I mean how, how small? I'm talking about, they... Oh, I'm
1: not I'm not a wine expert. Okay, but so i a... not... <laughs> Okay, all right, never mind. But they're smaller, they're independent. And so we work we work with people to to offer a relationship that builds over time and we're able to offer smaller companies experiences.
2: Are you doing sort of the, the arty bit or you're also giving them brand advice, branding advice, market guidance or do you just leave that to the to them and say listen you asked us to do a 10 second video with three explosions and a couple of dogs in, your brand went bankrupt and it's not our fault or you, is it more joined up than that?
1: Uh, so we actually guide our clients through everything. Uh, so we begin by offering uh, different types of experiences that they could have right some some people come to us and they they know exactly what they want you know some people don't they, they don't know how to start they they don't necessarily know how to tell the story so we give pitches and we develop storyboards and show how this can be done all the way through creative production all the way through engineering and development even through analytics even through releasing and how do we put this out there and how do we market the actual AR marketing itself? The AR. Yeah, how do we...
2: What is the AR, just remind <laughs> us? No acronyms allowed.
1: Augmented reality. There you go.
2: It's a $10 fine every time you come up with that.
1: Ah, okay. I'll, with, I'll go
2: broke. <laughs> with a USB or an AR or a DYO or whatever. But I mean, we know that the creative industry, the egos, are are, can be massive Mm -hmm. and there are all sorts of areas where conflict can occur you know artistic differences how do you you kind of partly psychologist as well as techie and um business i would say so because you've got to like you got it's like a football team in america you are (laughs) 80 people that all have a stake in the project working for a particular client and they've got their stakeholders as well
1: So your people skills
2: must be pretty good, right?
1: I I would say so. You know, I'm a producer, so I'm supposed to have people skills, but honestly, I I love our clients. I have a special relationship with all of them, and I'm with them. Every single step of the way through the experience, you know, whenever they have a doubt about anything, I'm I'm there to but really show What doubt would
2: that? And apart from say budgets and things like that, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, are we talk about artistic doubt, doubts or um or the the, the the did we get our marketing right? Then maybe that you had a great quotes video and the label was great and the wine was super. Um, but it just didn't work. Do, do, is that gets to the finger pointing stage? Do the retailers get blamed? Um, do you get blamed?
1: Well, I have to say, so far, all of our experiences have worked. <laughs> uh, we haven't had anyone unhappy. You know, everyone has a different experience. Um, mostly it's getting set up with the application, going through the whole process of releasing an app. It, it can be a lot. And, you know, that's what I'm there to work with them through um, if there's a problem with marketing or you know how do we reach people you know they come to us and then we give them a solution so it's okay um you know maybe we're not reaching as many people here you know we have to market this but is
2: that is that solution based on going back and doing more market research or go looking back at the the product that you've created and tweaking it
1: we look at the analytics because okay. we're tracking everything, we're seeing all the user data. We're seeing where people are looking. We're seeing what scenes they're actually engaging with, how far how did are they make But how are you seeing it? that?
2: Though? How are you tracking that? Because when they, when you, when they their phone scans mm-hmm. the label, on. Yes. but isn't there like a kind of big brothery kind of um, thing where you where you're then only appealing to the people that kind of get your way of doing things? Um, you know, there's all sorts of discussions about social media. I know mm-hmm. that it's not social media, but but this idea of um, us telling people that we've never met lots of stuff about ourselves our sex lives our diets our loves and our hates mm-hmm. you know is there not that sort of danger that Um, We're only going to talk to our own echo chambers.
1: Yes, this is a very important conversation and we're seeing this conversation come up a lot more with social media and this is a social space, right? So when we track data, we're very careful uh, and we're extremely compliant and we don't ask for explicit information. So of course, if we have a wine application, depending on which country you're in, you have an age gate. And this allows a user to put in their age. So in the US, you have to, by law, put in your age. And we do collect that data. So we're able to see what age groups people are are entering the app. And we we tell them. So we have all of our privacy policies. We're fully transparent on this. And it's really important to us to do that. But we don't know anything else about them. We don't know Sex? their gender. No, we don't know that. Unless we actually wanted to gather that, gather that data, and we gave them a form and then they could decide if they want to give that information. Phone, right. Yep, okay. that's right. Do they want to give us that? We haven't, we haven't asked gender yet. No. You know, it's not really a big concern or interest. But um, sure, I mean,
2: that's quite key, isn't it? I mean, you know, some I don't know, cliches are ladies like roses and boys like chunky reds. I mean, we know that's <laughs> s- simplistic, but that's still quite useful information to know, isn't it? If,
1: it could be. It depends on what the client wants. If they wanted to track it, Definitely. We but they that. have to
2: lay that out. I mean, obviously it's a question on the phone, would you like to tell us your sex?
1: Yes, that is right. We have to be completely clear to the user and they can give us that information or they don't have to.
2: What about in terms of um, the time frame, I could walk around a supermarket with the phone in your app and photograph literally every bottle and not make any purchase and walk out just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. How does that screw up your your analytics?
1: It doesn't. Um,
2: but oh, I knew you were going to say
1: that. <laughs> so basically what we are seeing from these analytics is that once a person does scan an experience, they're more likely to put it in their cart. That's what we're seeing based on the, the use of the app and how many times we're gathering retention, if that makes sense. What does that mean? So that's how many times one unique user returns to look at the app. And we're seeing this happen um, a week later. A few weeks later, we're seeing that one user do it, which is very interesting. And so that then? means that they've, they've purchased a bottle.
2: Okay, and they may not have drunk it yet and they're just checking what they bought, is that right? Maybe, or, maybe, yeah?
1: yes, or maybe they're going back to the store. We don't know, but usually the clients at least want you them. How
2: come you don't know that bit? You know everything about them, you know yes. which blue roll they have, we can't, what color. We can't
1: track them. <laughs> I can't look to see when they're going home and when they're going to the store. That would definitely be pretty creepy, but I'm happy I don't know that information about our customers. But the thing, the, the goal is to get people holding the product. That is
2: the goal. So, so pick it up off the shelf. Mm-hmm. How, how often have you been sued by people that have taken it off the shelf and getting their phone out they've dropped the bottle? <gasps>
1: oh, goodness. Um. <laughs>
2: You've got to have an app for that, an explosion app or something.
1: Oh, goodness. And then a
2: cleanup app.
1: <laughs> then I put the
2: glass in the right bucket app. Oh, re- how
1: funny! Yeah, but I mean, there's I mean, an you know, app p- for that.
2: People, might, I mean, sometimes people. I mean, we just I drop bottles of wine all the time. Don't make, uh, try not to make a habit of it, but that's going to happen at some stage, isn't it? You know, you're fishing uh, for I your don't, wallet. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I guess we could. Uh, someone could get like a sound for sensor, the, the sound of <laughs> sound
2: of breaking glass. Oh. So uh, you know, this is kind of early stages, but not early stages. What's the next? What's the next step?
1: The next step is the web. So that's a big thing for 2020. All right. We have 5G coming, which is going to have a, a huge explosion in AR because we're going AR? to be able to get and AR? have access to AR? the web. What's
2: AR? No Augmented
1: acronyms? reality. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So why is that? Why? Because connection speeds will be quicker. Yes. Are we just talking about the States or all over the world?
1: All over the world. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And so by having a web application, we we don't have to download so many apps. We don't have to have 20 apps on our phone. I can put a QR code on any label out there. It goes directly to the web server, and it plays the experience. You don't have to download a thing.
2: Okay, so that does help people, doesn't it, We're clogging up their phones with apps that they may only use infrequently, right. that's using up some of their memory and, and all the rest of it. Exactly. Okay. So have we missed anything?
1: I I don't think so. Uh, there's honestly. I, there's I'm not a
2: technical guy. I've just, <laughs> I've just asked random questions. There's so questions. much. There, there's we'll so much on. to
1: cover, um, okay. and the potential is limitless. Uh, we can do anything, and we I've discussed a lot of marker based AR today, which just is directly run on the product.
2: Marker based, just mm-hmm. give us that one. more. that?
1: Marker based is where your activation from the experience on your phone. You have to have a product to activate it. And so that's the business strategy for a lot of people. But there's also markerless, which means that you don't have to have a product. You can have a a 3D image uh, in the room with you, right? At home. Yes, anywhere, anywhere at all. Um, But what what we can also do so that brands can have engagement with their products is we can have someone scan a bottle with the marker experience. And then they can unlock a markerless experience. So we can have both.
2: You're gonna to have to repeat that. I didn't get that. I'm a bloke. I can't do two things at once. You're explaining two things at once. It's too much for me.
1: So a user can go.
2: A user, hang on. Just uh, we're back in the supermarket. Aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. We are. You walk into the supermarket with this new toy. Mm-hmm. Right. Go on.
1: And you go and you you want to have this experience and you want to to earn a markerless experience.
2: Earn a markerless that's right. experience.
1: That's right, so this is where we're going in the future. A we're,
2: mar- markerless means? We're
1: going um, an object that's not connected to a product. Okay. So in the future, we're going to have virtual objects. In the future, we're going to be able to purchase virtual objects and earn them, because we saw earlier in, in Bogle Wines the user can earn a key to unlock certain things. So we're going to earn these these objects so we go to the supermarket and we're going to scan the product. We might have a marker experience. So
2: the, the product's on the shelf and you yep. scan it That's right. with your phone. Yep,
1: and then I earn something. So I can earn a markerless experience, which means that I don't have to have an experience working on the product, but I've also earned a markerless object so that in the future, if I wanted to have um, maybe a puzzle that wasn't based on the product, but maybe I could place it on my wall, then later on, I can I can go and do that and show my friends because I went and I had a market experience. You know, these are all tools. These are different tools that we can earn in the future.
2: Why would your friends care, though? I mean, like, well, you know, my friends come around and say, I want to play with my dog mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know, have a glass of wine in the garden.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why course. would they come around and say, hey, come around for a market experience"? Or like, what, are you, what language are you talking? <laughs>
1: this is a good question. Um, Finally. And so this, comes, Finally. <laughs> this comes over to the big question is, why? <laughs> What's the point of this? Why do? Why are we doing this? You know, why are people interested in in looking at this content. Well, you can ask the same question about art. What, what is the purpose of looking at art? What is the purpose of going and watching a movie? It's entertaining. Um, and now we can do this around wine or we can play a game without the wine. I think mostly users right now are interested in having a product that has a game or an experience associated with it. But we can bring our friends into this. We can all engage together around this bottle of wine and we can have a conversation, something fun and drink the wine. But physically? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, this is a whole new social topic and people are very much into sharing right now so social media camera filters and all of that you know we want to be able to share our lives to our friends digitally so we can do that now when we are enjoying a glass of wine
2: so i'm drinking this and i'm letting all my mates know
1: that's right that's right
2: i mean in the old days you just sit around a table with a few glasses and do that face to face wouldn't you
1: Yes, but you don't have to share as well. You can also have this experience by yourself because some of these things are very in- informational. Like Jack Daniel's. That's a whole 10-minute documentary right on your bottle. That's all interactive and it teaches you about the distillery and the history. It's fun.
2: So it's going kind to of bypass you did basically you're getting all that information without having to log on to their website for example and, and find the right page which you never can. <laughs> you're saying it's it's they're just going to they've done this audio, video, interactive, whatever you want to call it, thing that you can watch really as you're sipping the, the product.
1: That's right. That is right. And it's it's just honestly, it's a very fun way to be connected to your product. And, and that's why people are starting to hold on to their products. They're starting to have empathy with the bottles themselves you know people don't but want people to. people throw... have always
2: done that they? they've always kept bottles you know you well, people these... are doing
1: it more now really? that's the thing you know even with me like i don't want to throw away my 19 crimes bottle because i am connected to this character who speaks to me about his journey and, and this is a whole new level of psychology even
2: here. though he's not real
1: well he was
2: yeah okay but i mean <laughs> he's not actually physically in the room i know what you mean
1: Right. Well, I mean, I can keep a portrait of someone in my room. Yeah. And I'm very connected to it because sure. it symbolizes someone who maybe I cared for, or maybe a, just a person in history that I had admired. Um, and now I can have that on my bottle too.
2: Okay, let's wrap it up. I just let you know we've been filming the whole of this and uh, I'm going to stick it on uh, uh, my tooth- <laughs> A wine bottle. No, I my can... <laughs> toothbrush or I don't know. Uh, I'm joking, of course.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I usually probably worked out um, in terms of... Um, that aspect of uh, computery life—I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. So I hope I didn't ask too many dumb questions. But um, I think I've kind of got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, that's the thing—is that this can be technical, mm. and I, I can. You should go have come in with like a QR things. code on your
2: blouse, and, and I could.
1: <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. I we can do that.
2: <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll probably leave it there.
1: <laughs> um, but it's easy. You know, just pick up the bottle, turn on your camera. That's all there is.
2: Make it sound so simple. So I want to say thanks. thanks to my guest today, oh. Hannah Luxenberg-Torno. Did I say that right again? It's very difficult. <laughs> uh, from Tactic. Yes. Augmented Reality and Storytelling. Well, this was all audio, very old technology. Apologies for that. I hope it all comes out well after the edit, because it will need an edit with one of my flubs and blubs and and just basic general thickness about all things technological. Um, But I hope we've got some of the key points over and you, the audience, have understood it better than me. because I admit I'm still struggling. I I need to get my phone out and a QR code and go head down to my local Italian supermarket. Yeah. Would you recommend that? Even Uh, though it's not in Italy yet, I guess. But it's going to be global, isn't it?
1: Uh, Exactly. I mean, you can go to any bar and activate this as well.
2: Okay. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. Yeah? ready uh, i'll probably have a coffee but you maybe i'd probably need something stronger than that after this interview <laughs> anyway um thanks very much Anna, for coming in and telling us about that and uh, we'll get you back at some stage and i'll put you through the torture again
1: oh, and, right, well, uh, i was always
2: you. a bad student yeah, thank you always, so much. i'm a bloke takes three times you have gotta hit me hard on the head and <laughs> i'll get there i'll get there thank you very much thank you take it easy and i wish you every success as well thank you and that concludes the interview for this episode of the italian wine podcast but before we sign off, we'll go to our new segment, Everyone Needs a Bit of Scienza. This is where members of the Italy International Academy send their questions to via Chief Scientist, Attilio Scienza. Happy studies.
0: Okay, welcome to Everybody Needs a Bit of Scienza. I'm here with Professor Attilio Scienza. First of all, um, who do we have to thank? This is going to be hilarious because, um, you know, we're actually going to do this recording in Italian. And then it's going to be back translated into English from my um, terrible Italian. So, dai, ringrazia, Monti.
3: Buongiorno, Monti.
0: Monti, dove sei? Dove dove sei? Dove sei? (laughs) Okay. So, I'm Stevie Kim. I'm the uh, managing director of... um, Vinito International, and we are here with the Italian Wine Podcast team. By the way, ciao Julia, we haven't gotten rid of your jingle yet. I'm here with um, Julia's replacement, um, and his name is Jacob. So hello everybody, from now onward, it's Jacob, the one man show here, and uh, we call him the military man, and we'll explain a little bit later about that, later, and... Um, let's go with the first question from Jillian Golden Smith. Fall from Grace. She's a, uh, um, but I gotta do this in Italian. Allora, ciao, Jillian Golden Smith. Uh, di Australia, le proprietario di Fall from Grace è un produttrice, ma è anche un nostro um, Italian wine expert.
3: Saluto. Tutti quelli che ci ascoltano e ringrazio coloro che hanno fatto le domande. La no,
0: saluta solo Gil ora, no, Sa- non saluto. salve tutti.
3: Non tutti, solo Jill Sì, solo solo Gil. Ah. Ciao Gil. Ciao Gil. Io volevo salutare tutti in modo così.
0: Ok, però un, È, una ecume, alla volta. Ecumenico, ecumenico. una Una ah. alla volta. Ascoltami, allora, la um, sua domanda era, puoi definire flash per chi non se ne intende?
3: Sì, certo. Ok, ah, mi
0: raccomando, non una cosa no, di 5 no, ore, no. perché no, abbiamo no, solo 5 minuti No, no,
3: faccio presto. Okay. Eh, Flish è una parola svizzero-tedesca che vuol dire scivolare. E queste rocce si sono formate in una età abbastanza lontana da noi, nell'era terziaria, circa 60 milioni di anni fa, e sono il risultato della demolizione eh, delle montagne che si erano formate prima con lo spostamento dei continenti e quindi la nascita di queste catene di montagne come le Alpi, gli Appennini, i Pirenei e così via. Eh, Cosa caratterizza queste sostanze? Il fatto di avere degli strati di materiali eh, sabbiosi e dei materiali eh, argillosi. Quindi sono delle rocce di origine terrestre che però si sono consolidate nel mare nei fenomeni di erosione nei fenomeni di scivolamento eh, hanno formato questi strati diversi perché sono importanti questi flish nella viticoltura italiana? Volevo
0: proprio chiedertelo perché sennò
3: perché dalla... Della dissoluzione di queste rocce sedimentari, e queste sono rocce piuttosto fragili, non sono delle rocce molto dure come i graniti o come i porfidi.
0: Ma che colori sono? Come, come I colori si sono molto I diversi: i colori
3: possono essere di solito sono abbastanza grigio-bruni, eh, questo è il colore tipico dei, dei flish. Ma la cosa interessante è che dai rapporti diversi di sabbia e di argilla che, che si formano da, questi, da queste rocce abbiamo terreni variamente sabbiosi e variamente eh, argillosi un, un esempio eh, ne parleremo anche dopo ma eh, ci sono molti terreni in Italia terreni viticoli che si formano dai flis, pensate ai, ai, alle ponche dei colli orientali e, e del del collio eh, pensate a, a, a
0: basta fare così sì,
3: a, alle, alle Ai terreni de, del Barolo, Barbaresco per esempio, eh, alle colline romagnole, a, al Chianti, eh, l'Alberese e il, eh, il Galestro sono in, in effetti derivati dai, dai Flesh. Eh, vedremo poi, in una domanda successiva, come ad esempio nel, campo del, nel caso Beh, del allora Barolo. Allora aspettiamo la domanda sì. successiva: Sì, sì no, ma era la... Va bene.
0: Tutte, sai che ti abbiamo dato il soprannome. A flesh man, okay? <laughs> Quindi questa domanda deriva, diciamo, risponde direttamente il flesh man, si. uh, professore Attilio Scienza. Alla prossima!
1: Listen to all of our pods on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Himalaya FM and on ItalianWinePodcast.com Don't forget to send your tweets to at ItaWinePodcast Podcast.